Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host Yolanda and on today's episode I am really excited to share this conversation with you because it is with one of our community members. So her name is Sam Sellier and I have known Sam now for a few years. She's also a part of the Seeker Circle and she is just such an amazing resource of information. Sam is a Reiki master teacher, and she also hosts guided meditation circles. Um, She's also hosting an upcoming Reiki retreat in North Yorkshire, uh, United Kingdom. So there is so much that we talked about in this conversation. If you are a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki teacher, anyone just curious about energy work, I'm sure you will get a lot from this conversation. We talk about Reiki intuition, attunements, synchronicities, and the different gifts that we've both experienced through the process of this work. So one thing I want you to take a note of before we get into the conversation is if you are interested in going to this Reiki retreat, again, it's in Northern Yorkshire in the UK, and it will take place on October 5th, and it's a one-night retreat, you can go to Sam's website, which is Northern Light reiki.com and light is singular so northernlightreiki.com and you can get more information about the retreat and her work and aside from that just a really quick reminder that we have the full moon in pisces coming up this friday on the 14th and if you are someone who is curious about the energy of every month what the full moon energies are all about as well as the new moons and some just tips and ideas of how to do um, some ritual or intentional focusing for yourself, you can sign up for my newsletter at theenergeticalchemist.com and you'll get access to Creating with the Moon and Stars, where you will have detailed information about the energy of every month, as well as some additional tools to help you understand how to navigate these energies. So let's get into this conversation with Sam and I will see you on the other side. Okay, so on today's episode of Reiki Radio, we have one of my favorite people. Her name is Sam Sellier of Northern Light Reiki. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for finally coming on. Like, really, truly, I've been looking forward to this for some time. So, so sorry it's taken me so long. I, no, it's okay. You know, we all come over ready. So perfect timing. And actually, it really is perfect timing because I can't wait to hear about the retreat that you have coming up, um, the Reiki retreat. But first, I just want um, to share with everyone a little bit about your background because you are now a Reiki master teacher, but you were in a different line of work prior. So can you just share with us a little bit of your background, how you got into this work and why it's been so impactful for you? Yeah, I, um, my background is in, um, well, my education was in um, counselling and psychotherapy. And after leaving university, I worked for different organisations that supported victims of crime, um, predominantly serious sexual crime, sexual abuse, domestic violence, things like that. And um, after doing that sort of work for about 10 years, I did have complete burnout from it. So emotionally draining. 
although it was rewarding, it was really emotionally right. draining. Um, so I'd, by this point, I'd had a couple of children and um, my second daughter had just been born. And um, both of my babies were really difficult babies. They both had severe colic, they were lactose intolerant. So being a mum when, when you've got a newborn and they're like that, it's so, so tough. It was really, really difficult. And to compound that as well, I, um, I had a hernia in my groin and I had to have an operation that was like having a cesarean section wow. after having a child. So I already had a baby in arms. It was a really difficult baby, but then had to have this operation on top of that. Um, so had the operation and was completely exhausted and um, Reiki came back to me at that point. It was literally like I woke up one day and thought I, I need to have some Reiki. Um, and I'd been lucky enough to have Reiki when I was in my late teens, early 20s. One of my friends was attuned to Reiki and used to practice on me, which was fabulous. And I don't think I really realised at that point just how amazing Reiki was. Mm. It was when it returned to my life at a point where I really needed healing that it, it, it just took off. So a lady came to give me a Reiki session who became my Reiki master. Um, we had a healing session, she came out to my house and it was amazing. And I just said to her when she's finished, I want to be able to do what you can do. That's just amazing. So I went on to do my Reiki 1, Reiki 2. I did Reiki Plus with her, which is better than Reiki. And then my Reiki master teach with her as well. It's yeah. so interesting to hear you say that because I think a lot of people have that experience of, you know, initially they're like, I don't know, like with Reiki, like, I don't know, maybe I felt something, I'm not sure. Uh, and then some point down the line, maybe it finds their way back to them and it's like they were ready now, right? Like mm -hmm. you come to the space where it's like now you're yeah. ready. Yeah. So what was that like for you at the at that second go round when it was like a space where you needed healing and you were actually looking for it for yourself? What was that experience like? I mean, on the receiving end. To be having Reiki at that yeah. time. It was, it, it was a wonderful treatment that I got from my Reiki teach, but it was interesting because when I think back about that, that session that I had with her, it wasn't so much how I felt throughout the session, but it was like when I came around afterwards, I, I just felt that I had this calling. There was something going, you've got to do this. Yeah. And it was so much more than for me. It didn't feel like you've got to do this to heal yourself. It was kind of like a, a calling on a much bigger scale. Yes. And so now you're in a space where you are um, teaching Reiki. And I know um, just from being connected with you in conversations we have on the back end, you are very um, connected to your work. And it does seem very important to you that, I guess, if you say like, being of service feels like it's something that really matters to you is the best way to describe how you are. So for people who may have already done one and two and they're kind of on the fence about doing level three, what is your point of view around that? Like, do you think it's only for people who have, who want to teach or would you recommend it for people who just want to go deeper into their practice? No, I think, I think 
your journey with Reiki, my Reiki master kind of made it out that if you do Reiki master um, teacher level, you have almost um, an obligation to go on and teach, mm. which I know that puts a lot of people off because a lot of people will think, oh, I don't feel confident enough to, or maybe they don't want to do it for that reason. Right. Now, the, the level of clearing that takes place after Reiki attunements, for some people, it's not too severe. You know, they kind of will through it, which is wonderful. I feel a bit jealous of people that are like that. <laughs> Whereas for people like me, it's dramatic, it's huge. But how I felt after going through these really difficult clearings, I mean, one of which brought me to my knees, it was really, really tough to go through. But how I felt on the other side of that was like a completely different person. It was like I'd been reborn. Everything that was kind of holding me back, I managed to let go of. So I don't think that, that if you go to Reiki master level, um, I think I think it's you kind of missing out yourself if you don't go on to teach because I love doing attunements. Attunement days are like the icing on the most delicious cake going. Yeah. They are fantastic. It's a really special experience. But I also understand that a lot of people are quite uh, shy and nervous of doing things like that. So it's down to the individual, I think, and it, it can have the most dramatic clearing effect on you. Mm -hmm. And the further you seem to go, the more that seems to clear. So if you're wanting to do it for personal reasons and not for the whole, basically you doing that for yourself anyway is working for the whole anyway. So, right. so I would say to people, you should go for it. I certainly wouldn't turn away someone who wanted to come and do Reiki Master training who wasn't prepared to teach, I would want to know, you know, their personal reasons for doing it. Yeah. And I really love that you say that, um, which you mentioned, especially after the attunement process, because I know we're going to talk about some, um, a point of interest for people, especially linked to um, after being attuned to Reiki. But that what you said, like the deep level of healing that occurs, a lot of us find ourselves resisting that and like being angry about it because of the idea of like, oh, I'm supposed to feel so great after this. Mm -hmm. So when you were in that space of going through what may have felt like a healing crisis, mm -hmm. how did you navigate that? And did you ever get to a point where you just went, okay, I know what this is, so I have to deal with it? Yeah, it was actually, um, I mean, I had discussions with my husband that was basically saying, can't believe you've done something like this that would cause you know this to take place look at the mess that you're in sort of thing and um and it was only through sort of talking to other people who had been tuned to reiki and also getting support from my reiki master that it was this is part of a, a much much deeper clearing for you you know right. it doesn't affect everybody like this right people that have got a lot of negativity around them and, and things that they've brought through with them they will go through these sorts of extremes so it did make it easier once I had that realization and things like um I mean this didn't come back until way after um after my attunements but I kind of wish and I, pro I provide this for my um, Reiki masters and uh, my Reiki students I wish I'd read the Dark Night of the Soul article 
I um, wish that had been part of the preparation right? because it kind of was that experience of the dark night of the soul. So, so I do provide that. I provide really interesting articles for people about other people's experiences just in case they right. start to go down that line and think, oh, hell, what's going on here? That's a good, yeah, because I had never even heard of that until yeah. like after I was already in the thick of it. And by the time I heard that term, I was already like dealing with it enough that I didn't, you know, but it would have been helpful to have known about that up front too. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about that too is like you said, everyone's experience is different. And it's like, regardless of what you have immediately after, whether it's like you feel so alive and like, woo, or you go straight into the healing crisis, has your own experience been that you've noticed like the continuation of your process, even throughout the years, while maybe not as drastic, but what has that been for you? You keep on clearing. Yeah. <laughs> you do. It keeps happening. It's like, it's like this, this constant sort of um, unlayering of who you are and, and sort of coming around to the, the, the real sort of who am I inside? And, and it's, we don't realize how much the influence of people around us and what's going on in our ex external world blocks us from understanding who we are and, and what we are and also stops us from actually stepping into being ourselves right being our authentic selves so um reiki just if you live reiki and i do live reiki i don't just practice reiki reiki is a part of my everyday life and if you live reiki then you are constantly paying attention to that work on yourself. Yes. So you are constantly clearing in many ways. And it, it's, it's like that, ooh, down, up, down. Sometimes you have fantastic ups. Sometimes you have really difficult lows as well. But you learn, you learn to navigate. You do, you do learn to navigate it. And then the tough times, as you keep doing this process, they get easier. They get easier. Yes. So you have a greater understanding of why things are happening. You understand that the difficulties and the difficult lessons and the difficult people are teaching you. These are lessons. It's teachers that come into your life so that you learn and you grow with that. Um, yeah. So now, I, I love that you say that because I, it's one of the things I think I'm so thankful for about coming into this work and this practice is I was so not aware of myself, you know, and if you would have asked me before this work, I would have thought, absolutely, I know who I am, but I didn't realize that what I was portraying and how I was being was so much connected to just um, expectations that were put on me or programming or like how I was processing experiences without understanding, right? And so, yeah, like when you come in that space, something you said, two things you said that really struck me is you do start to see yourself, but like from the inside, but that you come into this deep awareness of observation of you and recognizing how you are triggered and why and everyone and everything you recognize as teachers. And I think that's one of the most beautiful gifts of this work. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the reason why um, Reiki and meditation just go hand in hand together yeah. because the meditation side of things helps you to shut off from the external world and right. to go in, inwards and then to become the observer of who you are 
and um, and meditation ever since I've done Reiki meditation came more and more into my life to the point where I do run meditation groups myself and, and guide through people through meditations but meditation has helped me to change the person that I am it's helped me to deal with things in in such different ways and to be a calmer person and more compassionate you just can't help but do that when you begin to turn your attention inwards right because you start off with yourself basically yeah. you turn your attention inwards and you realize gosh I'm not being that kind with myself in this way and I'm not being caring with myself in that way and I'm not being lo really loving if I'm doing that if I'm holding on to all these difficult emotions that are causing me pain so you begin to start to learn how to release things and to let go through meditation. And as I say, you become more authentic and, um, and it helps you to deal with situations, especially difficult situations, yeah. a lot more calmer. I mean, a lot of people will say to me nowadays, oh, you're so calm the way that you deal with things. And I'll say, my God, before this, I was not. <laughs> yeah. Because I wasn't, I, you know, people used to refer to me as being quite hot-headed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yes. And I, it really has. It's really changed me. And I think that you do have to um, change your personality. And this is, I think it's Joe Dispenser that says, you've got to change your personality to change your personal reality. The way that your external world is, you've got to change your internal world. Yeah. And that's what happens. And it's for the better. It is for the better. You know, it's so interesting. I literally was thinking about this driving the other day, how some people have a hard time with the idea when we say like the work is about you, it's focusing on you, taking care of you, because for a lot of us, it translates as, well, that's so selfish, you know, but I was thinking about it from the way of, of course, like the more loving you can be for you, just like you said at the very beginning, that benefits everyone around you. Because if you're more loving with you, you're going to be more loving to others. If you're more compassionate, understanding with you, you're going to be more compassionate and understanding with others whereas on the other side like if you are hypercritical with yourself beating yourself up all these things that's exactly what you project out to everyone else so I'm so glad you pointed that out yeah yeah, yeah. so another thing you said was observation and um, this is something you know we talked about behind the scenes that there's a different way we start to observe ourselves when we come into this work and even after the attunement process. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about like attunements and that connection to our intuitive mind and being able to see differently. What was your personal experience with that? Were you very intuitive prior to this work or did you recognize it before? I don't have, do you know, what? I've always been empathic. I've always been somebody that um, would stick up for the underdog i've been protective over people who have had vulnerabilities yes. um and i've always been that sort of person because i've had confidence in myself and if i'd seen something going on that wasn't right treating someone else badly then i would stand up for that person so i knew that i always had this sort of em empathy about me because i would i I would feel other people's pain when someone else was going through something bad. Mm. It would really upset me. Even as a kid, I can remember as a kid crying for other people because of how I felt that they felt. Right. Um, so, I, and I didn't recognise that as being empathy when when I was younger. Um, and uh, and how this has sort of progressed from after doing the attunements has been that everything's just kind of 
become heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's but it's become something that because it was heightened and all these senses and emotions got heightened, it kind of takes you down this pathway of self discovery about what it's all about. So you right. learn about what an empath is, and you learn about intuition and how that can increase and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's um, I think that I always did have it there, but I just, prior to attunement, wasn't sure exactly what it was. But I mean, even the the work that I did, you know, being in counselling and psychotherapy and, you know, dealing with people who have been through abusive, really abusive situations and, and, and trying to assist them to make their lives better. Yeah. That was my job. So it's kind of, it's always been a running theme to try and help people on a healing process. Right. And, and Reiki just changed it in a very magical way. You know, so two things came up while you were saying this, and it reminds me of what you said, how it um, heightens, things heighten. And I also was very sensitive to energy prior to this, but I didn't understand why or what that meant. So for me, it was very annoying. And it was a very, it was something I, I didn't like it at all, like to the point where I would avoid going certain places or being around certain people because I I just didn't have the awareness of what I was feeling or why that shift in my mood happened or these types of things. And so once I did Reiki and had my two months and I started to see differently, the energy actually heightened itself where everything became even more intensified, but it also is what helped me stop seeing it as something was wrong with feeling and understanding how to navigate what I was feeling. So do you find that a lot of people who struggle with their sensitivity, whatever it may be, whether it's um, intuitive or empathic, do you find that there is something that settles with them once they come into seeing it differently? I imagine that that that's right, but um, it's also uh, what I found with Reiki is the fact that because these things get heightened, everybody's journey with Reiki is different, yes. and and the the kind of path that you then follow after attunements is completely unique and personal to you. Yes. So I think then that the information after you've had an attunement, an attunement is something that will heighten all these sensitivities. Mm-hmm you then kind of start to follow all these breadcrumbs. You follow these breadcrumbs for your path, which is leading you to your alignment, basically, aligning your soul with what it is that you came here to to do. Um, So I think that you go up and down with that as well. You'll go through phases, I've done it, where I thought, I've got all this, I I know what I'm doing, I know why I'm here, I know what all this is about. And then it's like I hit a brick wall and feel like I've sort of gone back about 10 miles thinking, yeah, oh, no, I'm actually lost again. I need to speak to Yolanda. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, it's a path unfolding, isn't it? And, and sometimes, yeah. you know, you go through these phases of everything making complete sense, of real clarity, mm-hmm. of heightened clarity, in fact, where you kind of, you feel really, really good about things. And then I say I'm getting myself into a spiritual spin, I call it, because my head will start spinning and I'll be thinking, oh, this doesn't make sense. That's not working out right. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, 
it's difficult. It goes up and down. But again, it's just like this this journey of spirituality. Oh, Very totally. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. When you said that, it reminds me of um, one of the things that kind of, you know, hit me was recognizing that there were no absolutes, you know, because it was exactly like that sound where I would think like, oh, I figured it out. I'm in a groove. Like everything's working out. Oh, it's so great. And it would be like that for a minute. And then you hit that wall and it's like, oh no, I was wrong. What happened? And it, <laughs> it took a while for me to recognize like we're constantly evolving. We're constantly shifting. And it does feel like these cycles of initiation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we, we get over the one hump, we work through whatever it is we work through. We feel like, ah, oh, it's great. And then here comes another cycle, another layer of healing that's it yeah definitely and the thing with reiki though is the fact that the the more that you um go through reiki the more that you you um, practice reiki every day and the more that you have reiki in your life whether you you go to reiki master or not but the more that you use reiki on yourself yeah. the greater you find that you are navigating these tidal waves that come through you know yes um that's that's just what happens. And I feel like it comes into your life and we are taught to self-heal at Reiki level one mm -hmm. for that reason. Yes. <laughs> so it's like work on yourself, girl, you know, keep, <laughs> you've got to look after yourself. And, and when these waves come, you know what to do to get through it. Yeah, that is such a huge message, I think, because it is so exciting, you know, when we learn and we all, I mean, most people come into this work, they really want to support other people it's part of you know the calling to this i think um but a lot of times when we focus outside of us and forget to work on ourselves it can cause a bit of a headache or not a headache it can cause a bit of a tailspin because then our self-work it's like all of that bubbles up just waiting to reveal and that's where people end up feeling like they've done something wrong but it's just that they didn't start with that self-connection and it even helps with how we end up holding space for other people and that's the part i think um is very important for people to know yeah you know on on a, a kind of practical level with that as well when i did my degree in counseling and psychotherapy mm. it, it, that's even something that is hammered home for you then that it's you that you've got to get right first before you then go out and help other people um, because if you're not right sort of within your own faculties then how are you going to be able to go and help somebody kind of straighten out their own you know so that's why when you are a trained um, psychotherapist or counsellor it's important that you have um, monthly supervision mm -hmm. um, and I suppose in a way that that kind of your self-healing and also doing things like Reiki shares and making sure that you do have a community yes. is your way of doing that similar sort of work with yourself. Because it is about you first and, and you will feel that you go through phases of healing whereby you feel like you've done so much work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to do that as well. It's okay to have phases and um, times of recoil whereby you kind of think, you know what, I've got to spend some time on me. Yeah. before I then go on and help other people. And that's absolutely fine because as we were saying about sort of the path going up and down, you hit these difficult periods. And if you don't pay attention to yourself or keep giving to everyone else, 
it, you're going to experience it a lot more difficultly. So I'm glad you said that. Some friends and I were just talking about that yesterday. So curious to see what um, your thoughts are about it. But like I was saying, when I first started this work, I took some time where I literally had to hermit and I kind of like dropped off because I was just focused on myself for a while. And then I like slowly integrated back into, you know, connecting with other people and all of these things. And I think sometimes people feel a need for that, like need some, like, even if it's five minutes a day, whatever they can fit, figure out, like they just need a moment to themselves, but there's a lot of guilt around that. Like, how do you, or what would you say to someone if they're like, well, is there something wrong with sometimes just needing to be by myself? Yeah, absolutely not. I've personally, um, I mean, we've had a lot of change. We've, we've moved, we've relocated and stuff. But I've very much for the past probably year now been in a, a, a phase of recoil whereby I've not been that willing to put myself out there. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of th things that I've been doing in the background that have been more work that I can do in solitude and quiet. And, and that's been the sort of work I think that's kind of helping me to reemerge again. Yes. But it's, you've got to listen to yourself when you need to do things like that. When you need time out from the norm, when you need to spend time on your own, you need to listen to that because if you don't and you force yourself into these situations, you're putting in resistance energy and you are going against what your needs truly are and that that just makes the whole situation worse oh that's so true it reminds me of i did the podcast i think for two or three years straight and then i took an entire year off like i had to i had to walk yeah. away from it and um in that space just like you said i was working on me and some other things behind the scenes but i had to step away and then you know came back after a year when I, I felt ready to, but I think that's one of the big things too, is just learning to acknowledge how, what we need and then yeah. really making time or whatever we can do to honor that. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you say, when you take time out, how you said it, you had about a year out. Sometimes when we give ourselves these phases of time to sort of get ourselves together, what then emerges is far greater than what we right. were doing before you know yes. sometimes you need to sort of have this time of almost building energy mm -hmm. you know a, a sort of reboot of yourself and recharge of yourself time out from the norm of what you'd normally do so that when you do emerge again you've got this kind of different vibe about you and you can yes. do even more than what you were doing before so true. So now, I mean, this is actually like a really good segue to another thing. I know there are some things you wanted to share about some synchronicities that you have been noticing. And this is a big thing too. Like uh, people wonder about what is that? What do you mean? Like synchronicities or how do I even like click into those? What goes on with that? So what has been your experience around it? And what have you experienced more recently? Do you know, synchronicities are just part of this magical path that we're on. Mm -hmm. And at first I used to say that, you know, synchronicity is just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, very flippantly. And um, when I sort of looked into coincidences, because things after I'd done my Reiki tune, things 
seem to be happening more often, sort of really unexplainable things, really connected things. And I started to look into the fact that, that these are in fact synchronicities. Even when you see it as that and begin to call it a synchronicity rather than a coincidence, they then start to come even stronger. Mm -hmm. And synchronicities really are like a communication of sort of source energy. It's almost like you're striking up a communication with the universe, with your higher self, that connection within you, that inner wisdom that's connected to everything. I love that um, description, Sam. I don't think oh, I've really? ever heard anyone describe it that way. I love that. Oh, good. <laughs> Point for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, but it, that's what it feels like. It feels like you're opening up a line of communication with your higher self, really. And the more that you pay attention to synchronicities, the more that you can be guided on your path by them. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's just crazy. It's, um, you know, just crazy bonkers things will happen. You'll, um, you know, you'll be thinking about doing a course or something like that. And then your inbox will ping and it'll be um, a, an enrollment for a course that you've been fancying doing and stuff. And, but the thing that happened that I'd said that I wanted to mention, in fact, I even had to write it down. My husband texted me this because it happened on, um, on Saturday. And um, Dale and I, um, my husband, we've been having a conversation um, whilst we had the kids still up and stuff. We've been talking about the fact that I was going to be on the podcast and things that I was going to talk about. And I'd said, um, I'd like to speak about synchronicities. Lots of people are really interested in synchronicities. And the more that you talk about it, then people go, oh, I'm having them. Oh, my God, that's what it's about. And they love sort of talking about um, the experiences people have. So, um, so we're talking about that and the fact that I was going to be on the podcast and then the conversation, I don't know how, but it kind of went on to the fact that I don't really eat meat anymore. I've not eaten meat for over a year. I kind of feel that that's to do with my sort of consciousness rising and, and to do with the work that I do. I literally never thought I wouldn't be a meat eater, but now I just do red meat. I just cannot eat at all. Um, and I've... <laughs> I was talking about this on Facebook. There's a pig called Esther the Wonder Pig. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen her. She's a no. rescue pig. She pretty much lives in the owner's house. Her best friend is a dog called Phil and a turkey <laughs> called Cornelius. And it's these lovely videos of these pig, dog and turkey that all love knocking about together that are all rescued and they've all got wonderful personalities. And I was saying it's really, it's speciesist to say, well, it's all right for me to have a dog in my house because right. they're this way, but it's, you know, we wouldn't have a pig in the house because, you know, pigs are as good as dogs or whatever. We eat pigs. But the, the thing with that is pigs, when they are nurtured and loved, act like the dogs do and they're actually really yeah, intelligent. Smart really intelligent animals and so so cute this esther the wonder pig is amazing and then even the turkey the turkey comes over for a cuddle and when it's hot it goes and stands by the fan and things like that so we'd have, we'd have this this conversation about being speciesist over animals so we'd had a couple of glasses of wine and um we put the telly on and pulp fiction was on have you seen pulp fiction yes. the movie uh -huh. yeah so we're watching Pulp Fiction and uh, I'd actually fallen asleep and it was near the end of the film 
and it was the scene where John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson um, towards the end, they get missed. There's a guy that comes out of the bathroom with a gun and uh -huh. misses them. And they're like, oh my God, this is divine intervention, you know. And Samuel L. Jackson decides to retire because of that experience, because they're just like, this is a sign from God. I shouldn't be doing this work. So they go to have some breakfast. And it's in where they go to have breakfast that then the, the place gets held up by Tim Roth and his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Now the conversation that they, they have in that cafeteria where they're having breakfast is about being speciesist, about <laughs> whether or not, why it's not okay to eat certain animals. And then Tim Roth comes in with his girlfriend Yolanda <laughs> and holds up the place while Samuel L. Jackson's talking about divine intervention, which is, we were like, my husband were like, Oh my God, Sam, Sam tried to win him, Sam, Sam. So he text, he'd sent me a text so that I he would remember to tell me. And when he looked at the time that the text had sent to me, it was at one, 11 minutes past one. Oh, wow. Um, and that's about sort of divine intervention and, and manifestation. And so it was like, yeah, <laughs> things like that just seem to be happening. They can fast for us. And, and it's to the point where it's like jaw dropping where you think, I just can't believe that this is happening. Yeah. But I'd, um, I can't remember what, what it was that I'd read, but even Freud, he even um, wrote about synchronicities, um, about the fact that he was, he was psychoanalyzing a, 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 a patient and um, and they were talking about the um, Egyptian scarab beetle, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And at that point of us, they were talking about that, um, a scarab beetle, a beetle actually flew in through the window. So even he talks about synchronicity, how what's going on in your external world, yeah. you then manifest into your external world. Isn't it amazing? Yes. I always see that too as um, like confirmations for me. Um, yeah. And since you say that, I have to say I had one recently where I was in a meditation and a particular book that I hadn't read in years came, popped in my mind during a meditation. And so I thought like, okay, I'll start reading the book and something, and it's one of those very esoteric books and something told me like, no, translate what you're reading. Like, don't just read it, like take notes of what you think it means. So mm -hmm. I did this for a couple of weeks and then like just I got a, um, I came across this group of people that I used to know a long time ago where they were studying this book and they were going to have an event where the whole discussion was just around this book. And I had reached a spot where I was telling my partner, I wish I had someone to talk to about this stuff. And then this yeah. group pops up that they're having the discussion yeah. of the book. Yeah. yeah. I love things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and that that really does. I mean, whether it's it's the Reiki attunements themselves, or whether it's just paying attention to your spirituality. Because to me, spirituality is basically about just believing in yourself. Yeah, it's about self belief. Is spirituality? It's kind of not a lot about believing in sort of someone judging us from above the clouds or, or something something outside of ourselves. It's about turning your attention inwards and believing what's going on within you and then you project that out. 
You know, what you said, it reminds me of what you said at the beginning of the conversation, how we come into a different way of observing ourselves and how you also mentioned, you know, some people call it, uh, what do you call it? Not synchronicity, but coincidence. Mm -hmm. So it seems like when we're in a space, just a different type of space, and we default to coincidence, it's kind of dismissive, right? It's not it's kind of dismissive of the awe and wonderment yeah. that could really be around the, this like divine alignment and this communication, like you say, between yeah. us and the universe. So it's kind of like the only difference between those terms is a matter of like our state of perception. Like, are we dismissing what is so amazing or yeah. are we allowing ourselves to be in awe of just how much we are in sync with the yeah. universe yeah absolutely and that's what i think a lot a lot of as human beings we are conditioned to be dismissive mm. over anything that's like that you know yeah. it's, it's so many people think that you know the kind of work that i do is woo woo when it's you know mm. that you're crazy that you've gone bonkers if you know you're doing this sort of stuff but in that I feel sorry for people like that simply because they're missing out on so much amazing <laughs> stuff on really wonderful life-changing things. I mean, if you'd have met me sort of 10, 15 years ago from now, you would never thought that I would be doing this sort of work. Yeah. It's, it's transformational, but in a really, really wonderful way, really wonderful way. Uh, it's such an amazing thing. And I think too, just with you saying that, that will give people an opportunity to consider how they notice those events. Like, are you in awe when you notice those, those synchronicities or do you dismiss it? And when we were talking about intuition before, that's also another thing we commonly dismiss, mainly because of what we've been taught about it. But, you know, people will say, and I'm sure you've noticed this in the classes you've taught where you may ask someone, oh, what was your experience? And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw a bird and I saw a cat and I saw some purple, but I mean, I didn't see anything. It's like, yeah. what? You just told me exactly what you saw. Like, you're dismissing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So we do yeah. have um, a lot of conditioning to work through around that, too, being so yeah. dismissive of experiences yeah. we have. Yeah, definitely. And as your intuition increases, it's about learning to trust what right. you're getting as well. Because you know, we, we are born intuitive, yeah. but we are conditioned out of it. Our, our education system is about facts and information and intellect. So we develop the left-hand side of the brain, hmm. but then the creative, intuitive right-hand side of the brain gets underdeveloped because there's so much emphasis put on the left-hand side. Right. And, and the problem with that then is we shut ourselves down to what is a natural ability that we have. Yes. Now, Reiki attunements are like a reconnection to something that you already have. Yes. And you become, you start to realize that there's so much more to you, not just to life, but to you than what you realize. And that's what starts to unfold. And you know, intuition is um, intuition is what the the apes, you know, the ape man, our you know, primitive ancestors, they used that. They used their intuition to know if there was danger, you know, when they were hunting and gathering, and because they didn't have intellect, so that's they had to feel 
for what was going on rather than think for what was going on. Whereas nowadays, so many people are disconnected to feeling what yeah. feeling the situation rather than thinking about the situation. But we're told that at school, you know, if if, if there's a problem, how we work it out with our logical minds, we work it out with our brain. It's not you don't you're never told to. Oh well, what do you feel about this situation? What what do your feelings tell? Understand your feelings, yeah. and the best way to um, to enhance your intuition, really, I believe, is to enhance your five senses that you're already yes. aware of. So true. Because the more that you pay attention to what you're seeing, not just what you see at a glance, but if you look at what's in front of you and then you close your eyes and then you open your eyes again and you look again at what's in front of you, you see more. Close your eyes again look again you see even more the more that you pay attention the more that you can see it's the same with your hearing it's the same with your taste it's the same touch you do that with all of your senses and then when you amal amalgamate kind of all of this um heightened senses mm -hmm. your intuition just comes flowing through it really does and you can see some spectacular things and be aware of the fact that this world isn't just what's here in front of us that we physically see. There's so it's so interesting you say that because, um, first of all, when you were saying um, about our intuition, it made me think of how that's literally our first faculty, right? Like when we come into this world, I mean, babies, that's how they communicate or how mm -hmm. they even really grasp anything. It's all feeling like they respond and react to what they feel. They don't understand our language. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting that this thing that is our first stage of development and awareness we do, we're kind of conditioned to move out, away from and out of. But it just struck me listening to you say this, that everything that we've talked about has kind of centered around observation, whether it was like the attunement process, how we self-heal, how we work on ourselves, um, this, synchronicities, everything comes back to observation and self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. And, and the, the whole process of, I think that, of, you know, the spiritual path, as I said, it's, it's, it's about you. Yes. It's, it's not about anything that's external. Spirituality is about you. So it's, uh, I know that a lot of people that if you say that you're, you're spiritual, people will just think, oh, they're into ghosts and they're doing this <laughs> and they're doing that, you know, they kind of get it all wrong. They don't understand that what spirituality is right. but for me you know spirituality is about a recognition of something that's inside of you that connects you to everything else every other human being every other animal everything else that's on the planet you are connected to it the whole universe yes in the trees can't leave those with that beautiful oh, picture behind you yeah, yes yeah the trees. well you see the trees as well you can do some amazing ways of enhancing your intuition with trees seeing the the energy fields around trees and it just is through kind of staring at trees closing your eyes opening them up and then looking with your peripheral vision mm -hmm. it's almost like the same sort of ways that you can see auras because everybody can see yes. auras if you're taught how to do it everybody can see right. auras and with trees you can actually start to as you look at a tree and you start to relax your gaze and you look in between kind of looking from the outside of your eyes 
but you're looking in between the leaves and in between the branches, you can start to see amazing colours of light flashing about. They've got the most amazing energy vibration of trees. I love trees, as I've told you so many times before. Yes. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's... Uh, you can have some amazing experiences with trees. <laughs> well, speaking of trees and nature, I am really excited to hear about the retreat that you will be hosting. So could you tell us about the retreat? But then, of course, where is this going to be located? Yeah, so the retreat is um, it's going to be a wonderful, relaxing first, a wonderfully relaxing experience, but also transformative. Um, with all the things that we've been talking about, we're going to be meditating and using Reiki to release blockages to people's healing and also to people's understanding of themselves and, and who and what they are. It's a real retreat of true essence, really. It's about people being happy to be who they truly are. Um, and it's run at a beautiful guest house by a lovely couple and um, it's in gorgeous, gorgeous North Yorkshire as well. So I'm really excited about it. Um, coming up in October and uh, it's October the 5th. The retreat's just a one night retreat, but there will be more of them to come. And um, yeah, if people, we've still got a couple of rooms left. So if people are interested in joining us for a lovely overnight stay, it's very comfortable. They, Ryan and Andy cook the most amazing food. They have this gorgeous garden that's like a, a, a sanctuary full of homegrown fruit and vegetables. Oh, wow. And they cook those up for you. They cook wonderful meals. And I'll be leading lots of sort of group meditation and intuitive work and one-to-one -one Reiki sessions as well. People will be having one-to-one -one Reiki healing. So it's going to be lovely, really lovely. That sounds amazing. And you said this is in Yorkshire? Yeah, North Yorkshire in the UK. Yeah, it's in a lovely village called Coxwold. It's very, very calm, peaceful, picturesque. It's beautiful. Yeah, and if anyone follows you on Instagram, and I have the links, of course, for how to follow you with everything in the comments, every picture you post, I'm like, where in the world is this? Like, everything you ever post, I mean, it's just so green and lush and beautiful. Yeah. It's always so beautiful. But I also saw the pictures of the retreat, and it also, I mean, gosh, I'm like, that is going to be so nice. Yeah. So people yeah. can, um, will they be able to get the information about the retreat on your website? Yes, the information will be on the website, which obviously I'll, I'll, you'll be putting that in the notes, won't you? But that's um, northernlightreiki.com yes. is my email address. And then um, people will be able to access my information on there and to be able to email me about it. There's kind of a book now form on there. Um, I'm also contact contactable at Northern Light Reiki on Facebook. That's my business page and on Instagram as well at Northern Light Reiki. Um, so yeah, if people want to come along, that would be wonderful. It'd be great to see you. It's going to be a wonderful retreat, lovely atmosphere. There's already some wonderful ladies booked on. So yeah, a few more would be fantastic. Yeah. So if you're going to be in the UK, be sure to contact Sam for this. But even with the retreat, so the retreat is in October, it's one night, mm -hmm. it's Reiki, intuitive work, meditation, of course with you, I'm sure there'll be some kind of tree hugging, and then, <laughs> um, but 
people can also work with you in terms of sessions and classes because you do teach Reiki as well, right? Yeah, I, I teach Reiki. I've got Reiki 2 coming up actually and we've got two places left for that. Um, that's on the 14th of September, okay. Saturday the 14th of September. That's in North Yorkshire as well in Dalton where my home is. I teach from my home with that. And um, I've, got, I've always got training coming up. Um, I like to do training quite regularly. So that's on the website whenever I've got training coming up. Um, I also run a weekly meditation group. Um, that's a combination of Reiki and meditation. So I guide people through a really wonderful meditation, but I also go around and give people some individual Reiki as well. So it's, it's calming, but it's healing as well. It's oh, it's really, one of my favorite things because I think yeah. it really takes people deep into experience. Deep. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a does. beautiful thing. So yeah. definitely, if you are in North Yorkshire, close to it, or plan to go to the UK, yeah. you have to reach out to Sam. That's um, it. Yeah. And yeah. Northern Light Reiki. I just want to make sure people are very clear. It's light singular. So northernlightreiki.com. And I will put all the links in the show description. Um, and I know that you're very excited about this. This is like the launch of your brand new website. And yeah. I know you want to share a little bit about the person who put this together for you. Yeah. Um, do you know, I'm so, so grateful. I've, it, I'm, I'm such a technophobe. You know that, don't you, Yolanda? <laughs> I'm just like, oh no, I'm not dealing with it. It's technical. And um, for a long time, I've, I've I just had my Facebook page for such a long time and then I branched out to Instagram but I'm still I don't do very much on Instagram put some nice pictures on but I'm not you know on there much and um, I'd kept having the message come on you need to be online more you need to get stuff online and um, and I sort of put my hands up in the air I was like come on universe I need someone to help me with my website I need someone that's going to be able to assist me to help do it and it was literally the next day that a client of mine who's a distance Reiki client who lives in Australia, um, she got in touch with me and said, hey, this is my new business that I'm doing. Wondering if you'd be interested. I'm literally doing all the marketing and logos and the canvas stuff. Um, MailChimp, you know, your um, newsletters right. and, and websites for small businesses that are niche businesses, different kinds of businesses that really don't like all that marketing, sales, all that sort of stuff. I was like, oh my God, my prayers have been answered. So literally she has done, created me this amazing website. It's fantastic. Uh, when I've been going through it, I've just been like, oh, going on to the next stage. Oh, going on to the next, it's just like, this is fantastic. Honestly, if it were up to me, there'd just be one single picture, a little caption there and just saying, email me if you're interested. And that would be it. <laughs> you know, interestingly, this is like a challenge for a lot of people in this realm because it, I mean, that the technical side really just isn't their interest. That's it. So, do you have a um, website of hers or? Do you know what? If, if people can get in touch with me, okay. so I can pass on her details because she's just rejigging her, all her oh, stuff. She's kind of rebranding. So she's called Amelia Pickering and she is absolutely wonderful. And she's happy for me to sort of tell everybody yeah. about her because, you know, it really has. It's been a saviour for me. And the other thing is that the packages, she offers different packages of, of what you need doing, what you need to part with. 
and um, ten, she's let me know that 10% of the money that you pay to her as well goes towards a charity that supports the earth. So it focuses on cleaning the seas, planting more trees and saving the bees. That is now, so How beautiful. amazing is that? That yeah. is so she, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, she's a light worker herself. She does Reiki, but she's really, I mean, she was sending me the email and going, this has been so much fun. Check out, check out what I've done on the website. And I was thinking, this is amazing. But to me, that's not my idea of fun. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I've loved it. It's so much fun doing all this. So yeah, if anybody needs any support with the online side of things, please get in touch and I will pass on Amelia's details. She's been beautiful, amazing. Oh, I'm sure your box is going to flood over that. So <laughs> reach out to Sam um, regarding if you need help with the website and the online details, which can be challenging for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Also for the retreat that's coming up in October for Reiki, intuition, yep. and meditation. And if they want to come to you to learn Reiki, have sessions and mm -hmm. meditation circles that you hold. So there's so much going on. And I'm so glad that you came on because we do have people who listen, obviously you're in the UK, but we have people who listen from all over the place, all different countries. And oftentimes a lot of guests that come on are just here in the States. So I'm sure it'll be nice for our listeners over there in Europe to know that there are other people more local to them that they can reach out to for support. Who doesn't want to hear a broad Yorkshire voice? <laughs> I, I love your accent. <laughs> I remember the first time we were going to meet and you sent me a message and you were like, I don't know if you'll be able to understand me. And I was like, goodness, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I understand you perfectly clear. I love your oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I have to tell you, I, again, I'm so glad that we finally got to connect on here and share yeah. your work and have this conversation. You know, I love chatting with you all the time. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sam. Oh, thank you. You know, this is a really, really fabulous opportunity. And you know that I absolutely love your work. You are a, a guiding light for me. So Honestly, the uh, flow of grace is definitely going on right now. Oh, thank you. Oh, love that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you next time, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, so first of all, I want to give a very special thank you to Sam. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And I just want to let you all know that Sam is considering um, coming out with her own podcast. So we will definitely keep you posted about that and maybe have her back to talk about um, what her podcast will be about. So Sam, thank you so much for coming to share today. And for everyone listening, if you enjoyed the show, feel free to reach out to Sam with any questions you may have, as well as to sign up for her Reiki retreat. Or if you're local to her area, you can also sign up for her Reiki classes. As she mentioned, she does teach pretty regularly. So go to northernlightreiki.com. You can also look in the show notes. There will be a link there provided for you. I also want to remind you all that we're getting very close to the medical Reiki training with Raven Keys here in September, I'm sorry, in October um, in San Diego. So if you're interested in joining us for that, 
be sure to register right away so that we can secure your spot and there's some additional information I will email to you once you've registered. So you can go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. You will see a button on the homepage for Medical Reiki. Click on that and schedule or sign up. So that is it for today. Um, thank you so much for being here as always. If you like the show, you can rate it on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share with your community. If there's anything in these shows that you think other people will benefit from, you sharing is highly appreciated and your ratings of the show really support us. So thank you so much. And remember to always journey in love.